You see the 20 just ran over us there. He's He's got me a couple times now, so uh, he'll have one coming at, at some point, you know, when he's trying to make the playoffs. So. Mile 24 is like my favorite place as a kid. Every time I went by, it was like the best spot. Hello, race fans, and welcome back to Mile 24. I am your host, as per the huge, your Grand Marshal, Craig James of Offside Jive. On all major podcast platforms, Spotify, Google, Apple, CastBox, we're there. We're there with this. We're there with that. So we had a nice, nice good race weekend. We had lots and lots of stuff. I was able to catch a bunch of things. I got the K&N East series. I got to watch in New Hampshire. I watched from the week before the um, at uh, Toronto, the Porsche's GT3 race. I think I watched the Modifieds, too. I watched a bunch of stuff. Then we had the New Hampshire race. So, not to be braggy, but I got all my predictions right this week. I I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't want to be braggy. You know, because it's not something I do. You know, what are you going to do? Um, (laughs) Actually, we'll start with Indy, because I didn't get to watch it. So, I can't read time, apparently. I thought the IndyCar race came on, I think it's like 8.30, 9 o'clock my time, with rain delay and stuff. I wouldn't have been able to watch it anyway. Uh, but I thought it was Sunday night, which was weird. Why would it be 9 o'clock on a Sunday night? But who knew that July 20th was actually Saturday? I should have known. But calendars uh, escaped me, apparently. So I did get to miss the race, which stunk. But hey, Joseph Newgarden with the win. Which you might say... I called last week. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm looking at it right now. Newgarden to win Ohio because I said he's had a couple of not-so-good finishes in the last few weeks. He's the points leader. Look for him to get back on track. And what a way to get back on track than winning in Ohio. I said Ohio. Iowa. Iowa. We'll get to Ohio. (laughs) So Iowa. Uh, Next up, in the Monster Energy Drink Cup Series, we had New Hampshire. The 301. Pretty good race. Uh, they were a lot more spread out than I thought they would be at New Hampshire. People were going three wide and stuff. I'm like, hey, whoa, whoa, what are we doing? What are we doing here? But uh, fantastic race. We had uh, Kyle was leading early. Him and Kozlowski started on the uh, front row. Kyle took the lead before he even got there. But uh, he led early. He fell off near the end. I think he even hit the wall at one point. Uh, Denny Hamlin was really running this race for the most part. It looked like he was going to be the guy to get it. Near the end, some guys stayed out because it didn't seem like new tires were doing anything. Like, if you could hold off for two or three laps, it seemed like it didn't matter. So, Kevin Harvick stayed out, and uh, Denny couldn't catch him. Harvick got the win, which you might recall, I also said. So, can we get a round of applause for me for... uh, calling Newgarden and Kevin Harvick to win this week. Look at me. Not to brag. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Awesome race. I'm glad Harvick got the win. He's one of my favorite drivers. That paint scheme. The bush paint scheme with like the like nature scenes on the side and stuff like that. That was phenomenal. I really liked that. Uh, Austin Dillon had a couple wrecks. He almost cost Harvick. I thought he looked like he was just in the way. But he was coming through and uh, Hamlin almost got him. 
Uh, they had a little bump there before the finish, but Harvick was able to stay true, and he did not go off. So it was a really good race. I love New Hampshire. Um, some Larson didn't do as well. There's a bunch of stuff that happened in this race. It was a fantastic race. I liked it a lot. Uh, I gotta. I think I gotta move my Xbox out into the living room so I can watch it sitting on the couch instead of laying in the bed because I felt sleepy the whole time even though I was enjoying it. So maybe not the best practice, but what can you do? I'm not a. I'm not professional at watching TV. I guess who knew that was a. You needed skills and criteria for such things. So we had Harvick Newgarden, Indy. Had no F1 this week, but there was a bunch of news regarding Rich Energy and their whole dispute with Haas. They're like, hey, we're getting out of this because we want to compete with Red Bull, not lose to Williams, you know, seven-time champion. Yeah, they've fallen off pretty hard in the last couple of years, but they're still one of the best teams in F1 history, whatever. And it's like, beat Red Bull. There's only like three people who have ever seen a physical can of your shit. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Anyway, but uh, it all stems, I think, from the lawsuit there. They had to release a bunch of their business dealings and stuff, so they don't seem like a real company. <laughs> so, looks like they're just trying to cause a bunch of stir and get out of it. Uh, they've kind of gone back and forth on Twitter and stuff. The uh, guy running Rich Energy, what's his name? Oh, he looks like he's from Duck Dynasty. I forget his friggin' name. He's a bum anyway, who cares? He's in there talking smack. So, it really annoys me, because I actually really like the Haas team, you know, from watching NASCAR and stuff, seeing the, the Haas organization grow. So, when I started watching F1, they're kind of the, one of the teams I rooted for out of the gate, because I know Haas. And for a young, upcoming team, they don't deserve this, man. This uh, Rich Energy, they're a bunch of punks. <laughs> like, I'm completely on the side. They're making a mockery of one of the most storied sport organizations by being a bunch of bums. It's like, you don't even you don't even have a real product, really. You're never going to compete with Red Bull. From what I hear, you taste generic. And nobody cares anyway. <laughs> like, you know, you're Monster's Better, Rockstar, Full Throttle, Nas. Who are you? So they probably won't get their money. I think they're They've moved over now to be like lightning bolt or something stupid. So as long as my, as long as my Haas boys get the uh, that sweet cake, hopefully they can keep going and building. They've had a, a rough year this year, big step back from what they were doing last year. I really like Roman Grosjean. I do. Some people were kind of that drive to survive thing. <laughs> They're kind of making fun of him and stuff because he kept blowing it. But I don't know. I kind of just kind of rooting for him, you know. I really like the guy, it seems. It seems I like him. But man, uh, they need to change this team up. Because it just doesn't seem that they have good driver chemistry. That does They're just not running well. Just dumb stuff. Crashing out of the pit lane. Crashing into your teammate. Even Magnussen. Magnussen, I, I think, is the better driver. If I were to rate the two. But he's kind of inconsistent and a little sketchy on the track too sometimes just being a pain uh i don't know i don't know where they should go with the lineup but i, I think as much as i i again i like grosjean magnuson i'm kind of i don't know if i like him or not i haven't decided yet <laughs> but uh, i think they should definitely th shake things up a lot of people have been saying like fernando alonso should go for haas i don't think you should add that because 
I mean, perception. But perception is reality, my dude. And he just seems like a team cancer. And I don't want him on Haas, because I want to see Haas win some races and challenge for a championship. Yeah, he may have the talent to do it, but if he's going to bring the rest of the team down, then it's not something we need on the team. If I'm going to do some... If I were to do some fantasy booking here, a little wrestling terms, I would like to see Ocon go uh, to Haas. I really like uh, that kid. I don't know how, like why Williams didn't take him after he was going to leave Force India. And I get that Perez had the the financial backing that Ocon didn't have, but Ocon I think is a better driver. I think he is a consistent top five top seven talent maybe win some races and stuff who knows maybe a championship i think i think you guys talented i could be wrong i don't know but i'd like to see ocon in the haas seat i don't know because he's a, a mercedes development driver they did say he did let him out but will they let him go drive for a team that drives ferrari who see who knows who knows so Ocon, I put in the first seat. Second seat, I don't know. I don't know who I'd put in. Maybe a new guy? Maybe. <laughs> what I'd like to see, we're going to do a, f we should do a full grid of what I'd like to see. Um, Bottas, I have a feeling Bottas is going to lead Mercedes this year. I don't know why. That's my sneaking suspicion. My Full suspicion is Bottas leaves and Ocon takes number two behind uh, Lewis Hamilton. But who knows? I don't know. This whole place, this whole thing is going to get crazy, I think. This year's silly season is going to be silly. Vettel might leave. Who knows? But that'd be interesting. Oh, I'll put Vettel in house. <laughs> At Vettel and Ocon, that'd be pretty interesting. Maybe get their uh, engines and stuff sorted out and we could have, we could see some wins. We'll see, though. We'll see. So next up, Formula E. It ended a few weeks ago, I think. So I'm not going to give you like, oh, we should, uh, we're going to do a review. Maybe next year? I just wanted to tell you that all their races from the past season are on their YouTube channel. I was looking to try to find how to watch it and stuff. And, uh, yeah, all the Grand Prix are right on the YouTube channel. So go check the, for I think it's ABB Formula E. Uh, but go subscribe to that, and you can get all the uh, Formula One races, or Formula E races, sorry, uh, from the last year. And I think the season starts at the end of November, so you can get prepped. You can watch them all and get prepped for next year. That's kind of when the off-season is for F1 and uh, NASCAR is, so who knows? That might be our mainstay if we uh, learn enough about what's going on. So, Formula E. But next up, we got the predictions and such. We got... The German Grand Prix, Mid-Ohio for IndyCar, and Pocono for the Monster Energy Drink Cup Series. We'll start with my predictions for Mid-Ohio. I've never watched a Mid-Ohio race at any series. But, hey, I had New Garden last week. We wanted Ohio. Iowa. I keep saying Ohio. I say, and my word is gospel, Scott Dixon gets the win here at Mid-Ohio. I think he finished like fourth or fifth last year. He's been uh, pretty close the last couple weeks, but he almost won the last race. He could have caught Pagano eventually. They just didn't quite have the time. I mean, Pagano was going to win that, but 
Dixon was he was catching. And he just this is going to be the week. He's going to win this week. Mark my words. Uh, the German Grand Prix. So this is interesting because they don't they haven't had like a full set of they didn't do one in 2017 or 15. I don't think. Uh, Lewis Hamilton has won the last two that they did do. Lewis Hamilton's winning everything. But I can't pick Lewis Hamilton as per the clause in the contract. No, no contract. <laughs> I can't pick Lewis Hamilton. So I'm going to go with a Red Bull car. And I'm going to say Max Verstappen gets the win this week. And I think Hulkenberg will get his first podium. A little long shot there. Renault hasn't been doing that great this year. Hulkenberg's never had a podium. But hey, it's Germany. He's German. Maybe he sneaks in and gets third place. That's our, our uh, long shot prediction of the week. we got Verstappen to win. And Hulk to get the podium. And we'll say Leclerc finishes second. No Mercedes finish on the podium. That's what we're going to say. We're getting crazy. But like I said before, I'm just a guy. I have no consequences to what I say. <laughs> so that's what we'll do. Uh, so in the Monster Energy Drink uh, Cup Series, we have Pocono. I, some people don't like Pocono. I do. Say so, you know, it can be a boring race, I guess, sometimes. I don't know, I just lo I love that front stretch when the cars just come whipping out and they're all over the place and then they kind of funnel in at the turn. It's one of my favorite tracks to drive on racing games. Mostly NASCAR games. It's Pocono in other games too. Who knows? But I love driving the Pocono track on games. I like the track. I don't I don't know. I have good memories watching Pocono. I remember when uh, was it Steve Park and Junior crashed in the tunnel turn. That was crazy. I remember that. I used to sit and I had like a little, uh, you know those tracks where you had the car on it and you hit the trigger and it shoots around with the electric or whatever. I used to have my own little diecast cars, and I'd race around that while I was watching TV, specifically racing. And I remember, I remember that crash in the tunnel turn. I was like, "Holy crap!" It's probably the first time I ever said the S word out loud. <laughs> uh, who won that race? See, it's funny when something crazy like that happens. You don't even remember who won the race. Was it 2002? I probably could look it up, but we don't want to do all that right now. I don't know, I, uh, I really like Pocono. Kurt Busch, uh, he did, usually did pretty well there as a Busch fan. That was nice. Uh, Junior didn't do too bad. I liked Junior later on in my life. I didn't really care for him at first because I was feuding. So, I'm, I'm a big fan of Pocono. I like Pocono a lot. And I think Carl Larson is going to win it this week. Why is that? Well, let me tell you. Larson has been snake bit lately. He's had decent cars. He's just had no luck. Like, uh, last, well, just New Hampshire. He was working his way through the field, cutting it, and then he just, he went around twice, and just not having any luck. He had the backup car. I think he was okay. He did pretty well at Kentucky. He pushed Bush to the win there, which kind of got forgotten in the Bush battle, but he was the one that pushed Bush out. Pushed Bush. Pushed Kurt out in front of Kyle. Chicago, he was doing really well. So I think, you know what, why not Kyle Larson? He's going to get the win, clinch into the championship playoffs. I think I think it's possible. I'd like to see Larson get it. I mean, Truex is right there, too. 
if I'm going to do a long shot, because we had the Chris Busher win one year, might as well throw in a long shot pick to a first-time winner. William Byron. We'll see. Will he win? Probably not. But maybe William Byron gets his first week, of, first win at Pocono. But he's going to have to be Kyle Larson. So Kyle Larson's my pick. And now for a change, Sweet Cake has been expanded. So we got DraftKings, where I'll give you the normal ones, and there's a different set that they do on FanDuel. Cue that intro for DraftKings, and I'll hear you again in a sec. Get your bets in. Time to win some sweet cake. Papa's got to get himself a new Camaro. Alright, your sweet cake for this week at Pocono. It's going to look... A little different because we're doing a DraftKings and a FanDuel. So we have different drivers for each one because the $50,000 team entry fees for each guy is different from FanDuel and DraftKings. Oh my goodness, my speech is just fantastic as you can tell. So, we'll do FanDuel first. So with theirs, they have a higher one. So I'm going to give you my, the high pick. And then the guy you want to compliment. Because I generally don't like shooting for the top paid guy. But in this case, you probably want him. And there isn't a lot of other good guys that are worth the low fee. So for your top fee, you want Kyle Busch for 15000 doll hairs. It's a lot. It's a lot for one guy. But you can get Matt DiBenedetto for 5500 who... He's been pushing pretty good finishes here and there, and he's always a low price, good get. So I'm always I'm always up to put the Debitabedetto into a sweet cake program. And then your middleman, you want Ryan Newman for $8,000. Not a bad spot. Everyone else in his bracket are kind of overpriced. You're looking more 9000 for like an Eric Jones, 9400 A little more than I want to do for an Eric Jones in this one. But Ryan Newman for 8000 especially we're getting close to the playoffs, for him to have a good run. So for DraftKings, our top dog, I got Denny Hamlin. I'm thinking he's going to have a good day on Sunday. So he goes for $10,200. $10, so Kyle Busch, you know, you might want to go that way. But Hamlin, I believe, will do as well. And he's a couple hundred dollars cheaper. So go, go with Hamlin. Uh, Eric Jones, again, we're getting closer to the playoffs, and he's looking for a win, I do believe. And for $8,300, he's a lot better deal over here on DraftKings than he is in FanDuel. And another guy on the bubble who I think is going to go all out because they really they need a win to get in, and that's Ricky Stenhouse. Look for him to have a good run. I find with Stenhouse, it's either going to be a good run or a terrible one because, you know, they're going to go for it. They don't stage points. Yeah, that's fun, but... They need a win, pretty much, so look for him to be out there at the front at the end with some crazy strategy or something like that. It's good enough to get some sweet, sweet cake. The sweetest cake you could ever have. So to recap, we got Stenhouse, Eric Jones, and Hamlin. And if you're rocking FanDuel, you want Kyle Busch, Ryan Newman, and Matt DiBenedetto. The other spots in your team, I'm not going to help you all the way. I'm not going to hold your hand through life. you got to go out there. you got to find your, your other threes. But make sure you have those guys in your lineups. This is it for the Mile 24 for today. I'll see you hopefully again another time. Have a good one, guys. It's always been a pleasure. Thanks for checking me out.